Hello, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Arts for the Health of It. I'm your host, Richard Wilmore. We have a very, very special guest today that I'm super excited to have um, on the show today. Her name is Catherine, and she's actually one of our artists in residence here at Hearts Need Art. She's been with us for a while. She was in San Antonio, and then she moved. We're very sad about that, but she's remained a virtual component to Hearts Need Art. And the exciting news is she's now our uh, new co-host here on the show. So I wanted to bring her on today and have her teach me something because although I work for an arts and health organization, no one said I was artistic. So I'm gonna bring Catherine out here and uh, introduce you to her. So hi, Catherine. Hi, Richard. How are you? I'm good, it's good to see you. You too. Um, can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your history with the arts? Sure. Um, so I am a military spouse, hence the recent move. <laughs> um, and I am mainly a painter. So um, I studied um, painting and drawing at University of North Florida back in the day. Um, and during that time, I did an internship with an arts and health organization called Art with a Heart. Yes, um, we love and, them. Yes. And I worked mainly in their pediatric oncology unit. Um, after that, I, you know, I graduated from college. I taught elementary school art for a couple of years. Um, I've done a lot of different things <laughs> in between then like and now. Like a true artist. Yes. Um, but it gives you range, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, but I feel like part of what I've always felt drawn to is that connection between art and service. Um, that has always made... Uh, me feel really um, connected to art making um, when you can share it with somebody else in a meaningful way. Um, mm. So I thankfully got to work with you guys as an artist in residence in San Antonio. Um, and I was working with adult and young adult oncology patients there. So very lucky to have you in person when we had you and now virtual. Yes. Uh, and I'm very happy that you agreed to come co-host the podcast with me because I think you bring years of experience and you're very smart and you're very talented and you'll ask a bunch thank of questions you. that I would never think of. So uh, <laughs> thank you. Here. We're um, doing some art today during the episode. Yes. So what supplies will people need um, to do this, this, uh, this, this project, this, this thing. Project, yes. I don't even know what we're doing. I think that's why I don't know what to call it. Because <laughs> no, that's okay. So we're doing. I'll tell you about the project, um, and then what materials you'll need. So this, um, I call this project messes and marks because we're kind of starting with something messy and random, and then we're moving into making some more deliberate marks along your your paper, and it. Um, for me, these are kind of landscape inspired, but it might not be that for you. It might look like something totally different. Um, so I used watercolors for this. Um, we also have tempera paint here today. You may so have if seen... you make a mistake and you get tempera <laughs> paint instead of watercolor paint as instructed by Catherine, you change the project. It's all good. So okay, good. watercolors or tempera paint, if that's what you have, um, you will need some brushes water, and you also need a spray bottle. That's so, and paper, did we say paper? 
Well, we did now. Yes. Okay. Paper. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So that's it. That's it. It's all that's stuff it. that you can like get at the dollar store or at the grocery store while you're there. Correct. Yes. And if you don't have a spray bottle, you could really just like dip your fingers in some water and like splatter it onto your yeah, paper. Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. So we're going to give everyone a minute to go get the supplies. If you're listening at home, not if you're driving, don't like stop and look around your car. We're going to take a break and uh, go get the supplies. And if you already have the supplies and they're handy, then you can like us on subscribe to us on YouTube and all of the things to keep watching us every week. So we're going to take a break and then we'll come back and make this little landscape slash whatever you think it's going to be. <laughs> Whether you consider yourself a musician or not, music is all around us and it affects our everyday lives. Whether it's background music influencing our shopping habits in a store, organ music adding the vibe to a baseball game, or a playlist convincing us to keep going on that last mile of a run. I'm Minty Peterson, host of the podcast Enhanced Life with Music, where we take a holistic look at the power of music in our everyday lives through the lens of science and health, sports and entertainment, business and education. You can find me and Enhanced Life with Music at mpetersonmusic.com slash podcast or wherever you get your audio. Unleash the power of music. Medical professionals are burning out at an alarming rate. Burnout can cause health workers to feel hopeless, trapped, helpless, worthless, depressed, sleepless, and tired. By joining the Hearts Need Art Gratitude Grams program, medical staff receive a personalized email and video from a musician, an artist, or writer once a week that includes a message of thanks, an encouraging song, uplifting poem, or a simple art activity. After watching their Gratitude Gram, participants report feeling more hopeful, empowered, energized and appreciated. If you are or know a healthcare worker that would like to receive free gratitude grams, please visit heartsneedart.org. All right, we are back with Catherine, artist extraordinaire, a new <laughs> co-host of Arts for the Health of It. All right, Catherine, is that okay? Also, if while we're doing this, I ask you questions because I um, have lots of questions for you. Yes, I, I will do my stories. best. <laughs> See if we can if we can multitask during this. So what's uh, step number one here? Okay, so you'll want to take your piece of paper. Um, I'm working on this is like a quarter size sheet just for the sake of time, um, but you can work as small or as large as you like. Um, so you're going to take your water bottle, and you're going to do like a a sweeping spray across your page, something like that. If you get too much water, you can always. Here we go dab it off oh this is a brand new water bottle i don't even know it's oh goodness oh okay I did take it. a few tries okay so then you're going to we'll use tempera paint richard because that's what you have so sorry it's okay um you're gonna wet your brush so get some water on it what kind of brush this is i have an oh. oddly large quantity of brushes and no paint so i'm using it, these are the sizes i have they're kind of medium so like this one? small. Yeah. You don't want to go super huge. No, that, you can use that. That okay. works. Okay. okay. So you're going to pick up some paint and dab it somewhere into where you Any sprayed. Hmm? Any color? Any color. Whatever speaks blue. to you today. What color are you picking? This is like a magenta or maybe it's fuchsia. And I'm dabbing it into where 
I sprayed on my paper and what starts to happen is the pigment starts to go wherever the water spray. I feel like I didn't spray enough. Was. Yeah, maybe spray it again. How's that? There we go. So you're just kind of letting your materials take over a little bit here. Yeah. You can use one color or, you know, if you want to add. Oh, I want to add. A second color, you can. When did you start um, art? Like, when did you fall in love with the arts? I, probably kindergarten. Really? <laughs> um, I just rem I, I remember that I always loved to draw and um, I, ha I was lucky to have some really great art teachers growing up who mm. I think they loved what they did. And so I feel like that makes a difference. <laughs> that made a difference too. It made me want to do it more. Um, do you remember like one of the first things you did? I do. Um, it was this drawing of a circus lion. <laughs> And um, it actually, it got entered into an art contest and won a prize. Excuse um, me. So I, that's probably why I remember it, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, that looks really good. What was the prize? Do you remember? It was, it was just like this gold, like a, a medal that had a palette. Oh my gosh. On it. Yeah. They went all fancy. out. I know. That's nice. Um, Okay, so Richard, if you're listening and you're not watching yet, Richard's has this beautiful blue and then some yellows and oranges, right? Uh, I mean, it was I used blue and orange. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's kind of um, the pigment is just kind of moved into those. They to me look like veins, like little veins yeah. of water across the page. So you could let this dry for a little bit and do another one. Um, but for the sake of time, what you would do next is take, um, and maybe it's a little bit smaller of a brush okay. if you have one. Yep. And you can look at your kind of this blob thing and just consider if it reminds you of anything, um, like maybe something you've seen in nature or a place that you've been, um, and then you can go in with another color or the same the same colors you've already used. Mm. And you just start to add some more deliberate marks around this. So I'm just going to go around the perimeter to start. What are you seeing in yours? I'm curious. This, to like, me, what you're... Yeah. So to me, this looks kind of like maybe a coral reef. Um, that's mm. what it reminds me of. What about you? I don't know yet. And you I might not just... be sure. Yeah, you might not be sure. And you can, I... um, you don't I feel have like to I want know. to add more color to see what comes out. Mm -hmm. So what color are you going to add? I'm going to add green. Let's see what happens. Catherine, can you talk a little bit about uh, your time um, in spending with patients in the hospital here when you were with Hearts Need Art here in San Antonio? Like what, how you got involved Mm -hmm. um, how you found out and then uh, what it was like going into the rooms and what you came across while you were working with patients. Sure. Um, so I got involved. I heard about Hearts Need Art through a friend. <laughs> uh, there was a job posting and she 
knew that I was a painter. And so she messaged me and just said, hey, can you do this? <laughs> do you do this type of work? Um, and um, so that's how I heard about Hearts Need Art. Um, when I started, what was the other question? What it was like going into the hospital? Yeah, and kind of um, what your experience was like and the, and the types of people that you were coming across because, you know, a lot, not everybody has access to the arts while they're in a hospital and suddenly this artist shows up with all of this stuff um, mm -hmm. and you can get many different reactions from that, yes. from that introduction. So what were you finding? Yeah, um, so a, a few things. <laughs> um, sometimes, you know, you, you offer to do art with somebody and it's just a hard no and mm -hmm. that's okay because um, I remember... Stanzi saying, you know, sometimes that's the only opportunity that they, somebody has to say no that day yeah. <laughs> and that that can be very empowering to them. Um, other times people would say no, but then they would want to talk for a while about, they would tell me about the art they had in their house. So they would, they would say, mm -hmm. I'm not an artist, but I collect art or my friend is an artist. And so it was interesting to hear how in some way, I feel like everyone had some kind of connection to art in their life, even if they weren't in the practice of making it. Um, and then I had a few interactions with patients where um, we, we can, we're lucky to get to do window paintings for some of our patients. Um, and so you can have conversation with them while you're working on this window painting. And um, there was one patient that, said she didn't want to paint, but by the end of our time together, um, I offered for her to paint part of her window and she agreed to do that. <laughs> and it was Aww. fun to see her get so, like she was hesitant, but then once she started painting, she said, oh, this isn't so hard. And, right. um, <laughs> and I think that's kind of, kind of the point, right? Is that um, I think we have some just ideas in our head that you have to be good at art in order to do right. it, or you have to have had formal training. And um, I think one of the great things about Hearts Need Art is it's just offering people a chance to try um, without any judgment or expectation. And it just gives you a chance to to try it, to mess up, to... To make a mess. Yeah, to make a like, mess. Hence these little messes we're making. <laughs> right yeah, now. exactly. What do you say to people who then tell... what Like the people who say, I'm not an artist, I don't want to do that. What's your response to people? Because I 100% was that person mm -hmm. uh, who was like, I'm not... I can't go to an art class with, with Hearts Need Art. Like, I'm not an artist. How would I do that? Um, you mean, what would I say to patients? Yeah. That. Um, it depends. I think it depends on the situation, but um, I think it's just offering like, hey, let's let's make some bad art mm -hmm. <laughs> together. Um, just finding ways to take the pressure off. Um, and if that wasn't an option, then it's I would offer to make something for them. Um, and interestingly enough, they would end up wanting something made for somebody else. So mm. I feel like that's another way to maybe approach art making if you're <laughs> afraid of doing it or you're, you're, you don't think you're good enough to do it is maybe make something for someone else, even like a, a handmade card. Um, 
can just be such a, a simple gesture where you're engaging yourself creatively, but it's maybe not so much about you. It's about somebody else that you care about. Yeah. I mean, you bring that up and you think of when we were kids and all of the artwork we would bring back for our parents mm -hmm. from school. Like we were never making it for ourselves. We were right. making it for other people. And that like one kind of takes the pressure off. Maybe. Yes. Maybe it gives you more pressure because now you have to give it to someone. <laughs> uh, but it's not even about like making art to be hung up on a wall. It's it's showing appreciation for someone. It's taking the time to do it for someone else or yourself. Like, why right. do you, what's the last thing you did for yourself? What's the for last myself? artwork you made? Yeah. Um, so I really love drawing portraits <laughs> and oh, really? I recently signed up. Yeah, I, I recently signed up for a portrait class because I just felt like I need some direction. And um, so the most recent thing I've done is just to make sure I sit down and spend, even if it's a quick sketch, like just spend a few minutes um, putting in the, the time, like putting in the reps to just stay in the practice of it. Um, and then if it's not that, then usually a daily practice is that I'm, I'm drawing with my six-year-old <laughs> mm -hmm. with whatever's around. So it's usually markers or crayons. Yeah. And you actually, didn't you sign up for one of our old, one of our other podcast guests? Yes, Tony, his name's Tony Swaby. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to try that and to just, uh, you kind of have to let go of what you know and just show up. <laughs> yeah. But or let go that you don't know something. Look at your painting, Richard. It's, I'm not turning into anything I think that I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm having a really good time. Uh, just watching the colors blend into one another mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. listen to you. And it's just like watching all the different, like the way the pink can be really dark and then the way it spreads and, and like becomes diluted with water. Yeah. Um, and I think that what's, um, what can be fun about this project is I think a lot of times like people open up a sketchbook or they take out a piece of blank paper and it's, it can be intimidating. Yeah. Um, like you don't know where to start or you don't want to make the first mark because you're afraid of messing it up. And with this, you kind of, you have to start random. <laughs> it kind of forces you to start with a mess. Yeah. Um, and then you can just dive in and see what happens. But also that's smart. Like you said, is start with a small piece of paper then. Yeah. And right? like, don't start I, with the 18 by 24 canvas. <laughs> yeah. Start, start with a five like, by seven. I always have like, I don't know, like a stack of paper and just, just keep going, I think is one of the biggest things. Um, yeah. To not get so stuck on like, I have to do this perfectly the first time, like give yourself a chance to practice it. Yeah. And my paper is perforated, so I can rip this out and throw it away if I don't like it. But what I was <laughs> or you telling could Catherine, rip it out and frame it. I would frame or that. Or frame it. Yes, <laughs> that's what I meant. But if I didn't like it or didn't think it like you, it, it doesn't have to go anywhere. I also was telling Catherine before we started that I actually have a, a um, sketch pad that I every day paint in that no one really sees, but it's all for me. So I take 15 minutes or whatever, and I just do something mm -hmm. uh, just to stop for a little bit distract myself from the day and like like this is flown by talking to you and I'm just like taking a brush and right. hitting a piece of paper with it right 
I think there's um, something really, there's a mindfulness aspect that can occur with art making. Um, like I used, I used to teach yoga. I taught yoga for seven or eight years. 